Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of the Nintendo News Report for Thursday, August 31st, 2017. I'm Donald Terriel, news editor of Nintendo World Report. Um, Alex would normally be here tonight. Unfortunately, his laptop croaked. So he's uh, going to be unavailable until after the long weekend as far as a working computer goes. But don't worry, I do have the chat room up so we can uh, keep it going here with the, uh, with the fun times being had by all. And I'm joined by one of our regulars, uh, Justin Berube. What's up, guys? Sporting the uh, blue Kirby duds tonight, I say. Yes, got some Kirby action going today. Yeah, I just I actually just downloaded the anime from uh, my Nintendo because what the hell else am I going to do with 100 platinum coins at this point? I have no idea. I mean, you could always pay for some uh, digital rewards like wallpapers. <laughs> I, I'm sure those I, may be available elsewhere on the internet. I yeah, I, I just, because I, they actually later sent me a code for 300 platinum coins. So I just went in and burned all, burned a bunch of coins on stamina potions for Fire Emblem Heroes. All right. Because <laughs> there's some grinding to do tomorrow, especially with the free hero. And the other, the other person joining us this week is our uh, man of the manuals and advertising specialist, David Lloyd. David, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and you can see there that uh, some samples of David's work, you can find those on our Patreon, patreon.com slash NWR for the exclusive stuff, and it gets posted about a month later on the main site. World Better than a boring white wall. Absolutely. So let's let's kick off here. Unfortunately, we have to kick off with some very tragic news. On Monday night, we received word that... On November the 8th of this year, barely five years after it was born, the Miiverse will be shutting down. Rest in peace. Um, we kind of, we, there are some who had an inkling that this was coming with the slipstreaming of the, hey, we're shutting Miiverse down message into that last random Wii U firmware update from a few weeks ago. And really the writing was on the wall with, um, with Miiverse, with what not being included on the Switch, but Nintendo, of course, citing that, you know, people use other forms of social media now to get their message across. Yeah, I think so, people did before Miiverse, too, but... Yeah. But we'll, you know, leave the memories alone. We'll always have, you know, why can't Metroid crawl and why... and the water guy, but... I just find it kind of weird that they shut it down this early, considering it is still a core function of a system that they are promoting, even if it's not on the Wii U. It is on the 3DS. And that, and for people that are still playing things like Mario Maker and Splatoon, the taking away Miiverse is going to reduce a lot of the functionality of those games. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's happening to Mario Maker. They kind of said that they'd talk about that in the future, but the levels would still be playable. You just couldn't comment on them or something. Yeah, because the comments all go through Miiverse, but they I think they indicated that there would be a, a software update for Super Mario Maker before November 8th, which will allow you to upload levels either way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm kind of sad about it because from a historical standpoint, you'll never be able to go back and look at these games with the same lens of clarity as to what the functionality was. So it's going to leave a lot of games with this hole, and it'll be a different size hole depending on the piece of software, but the functionality was pretty important in a lot of these titles. 
Yeah, I mean, you have the game like Mario versus Donkey Kong Tipping Stars, where you're no longer going to be able to get 100% completion in the game after November the 8th. Yeah. Because the what they have in-game for the stars that you unlock is not enough to actually unlock everything. Yeah, and that Stuff reminds like me Smash. a lot of uh, Metroid Prime 3 on the Wii, when they got rid of Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, because... The, the friend stuff that the friend tokens, I think, is the term they yeah, use for it. Yeah, something like that. And that would allow you to unlock so the, some of the so that, special stuff within the game. And you can't do that anymore. So it's almost like the same thing. And it sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. The, Go ahead, David. I was just going to say, like, that, that's really the only thing that I would miss is the functionality because the social media aspect of it. Uh, I never looked at it once, uh, personally. Like, mm. like they said, they're, they're with Twitter, Discord, that sort of thing. Like, it's won't miss that part. But no, I never really went and checked Meverse outside of the games they were functioning in very frequently. Maybe just to get some quick my Nintendo coins and then right back out. But uh, it, I mean, in certain games, it was really cool to see people's comments on certain things. Like, I think back to New Super Mario Brothers U, and you could see where people died and see their comments there. And Mario Maker, especially, was a huge one. And uh, Splatoon was big, too. Yeah, they, I mean, they integrated that into Splatoon, too, especially with the stuff you're seeing in the, in the uh, main plaza now. But you, there's just something where it's, going out to another service, whereas with the original Splatoon, where it was built right into the game and right into the Miiverse that, because that, that stuff's just going to be gone. I mean, you can go in and download your own history on that, but a lot of the, a lot of the appeal for that, for things, and even the Miiverse stage in Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, like, what does that even mean nowadays? It'll be reflective of Miiverse in its current state. <laughs> Completely blank? Yeah, <laughs> it'll probably just be a stage with nothing in the back. But hey, who knows? Maybe they'll make it so there's some permanent images they've picked out to be back there. Who knows? Yeah, maybe have a live um, like some of the greatest hits. Just upload them into the uh, into the stage, and you're all set. Yeah. Although you you know somebody's going to try and write out the DK rap to try and get that in there before it goes away. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the biggest difference going from Wii U to Switch in trying to incorporate similar functionality in the way of Splatoon, like the way they do it, is it's a lot harder to draw on the Switch screen because you don't have a stylus. So Yeah, just... even this even this capacitive stylus I've got here, it's a bit bigger. It's harder to do the fine points I found when I was using it on the Switch. Yeah, I'm... I mean, I'm sure they could come out with something that would work decently, but it's even if they do, it's still not something that everybody who owns the device is going to have or you're going to have readily available next to you since the Switch is portable. Like, are you going to carry that around with you everywhere you go? I doubt it. So it just becomes more of a hassle to actually write and draw things in games or they try to reproduce that Miiverse type of functionality on the Switch. So hopefully they find a way to do it a little bit better because I know some people do a great job on Splatoon 2, but I know other people do some crazy things like cooking up computers through the USB to draw out the images for them to do crazy things. So 
it just if for me i'm not going to that length i would just like and i'm not a great artist either i just like a little bit a way to make it easier for me to just even write things out because i tried to write something out with just my fingertip and it was very difficult yeah yeah writing i've found that i i probably worse a worse artist than you are and i've tried to write things out with just like even using the analog sticks and it just does not work no i wouldn't mind seeing some kind of up uploading feature uh like if you let people draw then what's you know it's no less risky than allowing people just to upload things they you know jpegs or whatever created yeah. on your ipad or your laptop or whatever transferred mm -hmm. over i mean or if they be, they could, you know, it's the the Nintendo uh, app is uh, collecting dust on my phone now, so why not throw an uploader in there? That actually be a really good idea. I wonder if that's something that might come in once the once is like a a paid thing. Once the, the paid online is live, because I'd like to think that they've considered that, but just haven't put it in yet for whatever reason. Yeah, that would be a mm -hmm. nice feature. Yeah. So just looking at the chat here. Um, Terry Goblin, very curious as to why Brain Age on DSiWare is trending in the 3DS eShop charts. Is Brain Age just that big in Japan that it would be uh, that like, the Express versions are going to show up on the, the top sellers? Yeah, that's I don't understand why they'd be trending now out of nowhere. So maybe maybe there's something to look at there, but I have no idea just hearing about this now. Maybe yeah. maybe it's uh, one of the Nintendo coin deals. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> that something is that might be an improvement. Although they, oh, sorry, they said never mind. It's the Wii U eShop. So that that would make sense because I mean you have the full brain age there, and it's pr it's probably one of the cheaper DS games on this on the service. So yeah, one, but, one we'll, person we'll booted up their Wii U and bought that. That's why it's trending. Hey, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> I still play my Wii U. All right. What are you, what are you playing on your Wii U then, David? Because I'm... Uh, Super Smash I, Bros. Right. Yeah. Figured that. Because I haven't... I honestly haven't booted anything outside of the eShop because I have to in about mm, four, four or five months. Mm. Well, my... And, and that's weird. I was going to say, my kids uh, absolutely love Super Smash Bros. too. Uh, my son just discovered that you can make your own arenas. Yeah, and that and that's gonna go away with me versus going down. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, I meant I was thinking about the next Smash, but yeah, me versus is gonna kill a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be a darn shame. So if if you want to preserve your history on Meverse, you can go to meverse.nintendo.net, and there is a, a method there. Is if you have a Nintendo account hooked up to your network ID on Wii U or 3DS, that you can actually request your archive. So yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I, I already did that because I don't see myself making any more posts on, on Meverse. And, well, it'll be nice to have some of those screenshots and moments of glory, I guess. Yeah, the screenshot thing is, it sucks that's going away for Wii U and, and 3DS. Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, there is the image share on 3DS, but I'm not sure what the Wii U would do at this point. I don't think they that really That one care. guy's going to be upset. Yeah, that the water guy is going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's backing up all his water comments. 
I'd love to imagine that was viral marketing for something. I just can't imagine what it was. I have no idea. And yeah, yeah, and, J and Japan is apparently supporting the Wii U eShop heavily because of Minecraft. They they do know that's on the Switch, right? But then again, I suppose there's probably <laughs> the 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 population of Wii U's to Switches in Japan is probably about three to one at this point, but that's shrinking rapidly. Yep. All right. And speaking of in speaking of indie hits, uh, the Nintendo held a big indie showcase event yesterday, um, about 22 minutes of nonstop games. And there may be even more coming in a couple of hours as they're having the, uh, the Nindies at night for the third year in a row at, pa at uh, PAX West in Seattle, which means I get to stay up until about 1.30 in the morning to make sure nothing breaks. But So there was some, there was some really tentpole things that they had in the Nindy showcase. You had your, uh, we have final confirmation that, uh, yes, Studio 51 is making another No More Heroes game, and it looks like it's going to be No More Heroes meets Retro Game Challenge with some indie games included. Is that, is that the, am I the only one who, who's thinking that way? I heard that, but then I also heard that it's going to be like a normal No More Heroes game, but like you go to different game worlds at the same time or something. I'm kind of confused as to what this is going to be in the end because they didn't really make it very clear in that trailer. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see more on that. It's a 2018 release. Uh, no, nothing confirmed beyond that. Uh, we do have some. We we are working to reach out to uh, Suda Fifty One to get some. Hopefully, get some answers as to what the hell is going on with that game. But I know if if Alex were here, this would have been twenty minutes of of Travis Strikes Back. Yeah, I'm sure when he gets back, he'll tell us more about it. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. So, and and it turned out later that um, Suda had been wear was wearing a Travis Strikes Back T-shirt at the original Switch reveal, so this is about nine months in the making. Yeah, and I saw that during the presentation, Travis himself on that one graphic was wearing a similar shirt. So that, that student knows how to play the long game. But I think the the biggest thing for me, um, <laughs> the biggest thing for me out of this was the... Uh, the revelation that Kentucky Route Zero is actually coming to consoles start and the Switch for about five minutes was the exclusive place for it. Because I've, I've heard a lot about this game. It's an, event, it's an adventure game series episodic that's been going on PC for about four and a half years now and the final part of it's due out next year, which is when the whole thing is going to come to consoles. But I, I've always been moderately intrigued by it, but I just never was able to pull the trigger on it just because I don't really... I don't know. The, this seems like something I'd want to play in a portable, and so the Switch will be perfect for that for me. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but, I mean, the trailer was interesting, so it's something I'd look more into. Yeah, I looked up some uh, gameplay footage of the, the PC version, and uh, it was pretty interesting. I, I like the, uh, the look of it, the graphical look. Yeah, it's got. It's certainly got a unique graphical style there. It's very. It, it's sort of cel shaded, I think, but not. It's hard to. It's really hard to make out where it's going with that. It's just a weird thing that. Um, just I've heard so much about it on, from people who've played the PC version on and have been on other podcasts that I think that's just what nailed it for me. 
Yeah, the other, and then they let off the, uh, the the video with the Meat Boy Super Meat Boy Forever, which is a a sequel to the original Meat Boy that was has been on Nintendo systems before and came out in like two thousand and nine. The fir- first full sequel for that looks like it, it may be more of the same, but they may be mixing in some Bit Trip Runner. Yeah, kind of looks like that. So, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, it won't be as hard as the original Meat Boy because I, I do have that through uh, PlayStation Plus, and that is a that is a rough ass game. Yeah, I've been interested in playing the original. I haven't. Uh, it came out on Wii U, but uh, I didn't know when I'd have time to play it. And I heard that it may be re- the original may be re- releasing on Switch, so I'm hoping that happens because I'd like to go through it since I like hard platformers. Yeah, the um, I think Team Meat later said on Twitter that yeah they're aiming to have it out before the end of the year. Awesome. Have me play it on Switch. So another another big platformer on the pile for us. And I like I like the line from Cherry Goblin in the chat room saying yes we know more about No More Heroes in 2018 than we know about the Kirby multiplayer 3DS game that's coming out this year. Hey, the time will come when to reveal Kirby. <laughs> Hopefully soon, because that, I mean, if that's going to be a December, if that's going to be like an end of the year game for 3DS, they got to talk about it soon, don't they? Is it going to be a physical release, though? Hmm. Good, good, good question. Because if it's not, I, it could just be one of those like, "Hey, it's another digital Kirby game for eight bucks. Have fun." Yeah, except they already they already did Kirby the Fighters like three years ago. That and that seemed to be where they were going, unless it's going to be like a portable racing game or something. Yeah, I have no idea. We'll see what happens, but I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I can't, I'm not the only one who probably expected Nintendo Direct this week, a full Direct, not, a, not just the Nindy stuff. Because that would have been the perfect time to do that. In the yeah, stand. I think whenever you get the next Direct, you'll probably hear about that. But this wasn't really about Nintendo themselves. It was about the Nindies. So yeah. I can understand why they didn't throw their own things in. They're not trying to distract from this uh, indie message that they're focusing on this week. Yeah, I mean, Damon, Damon Baker is the one who presented the thing. Yep. Yeah, and we, we know most of the details about the rest of the year for the Nintendo stuff, too, anyway, so it's, it seemed fitting yeah, so to we think. You know, show some more. Yeah, um, the, the only thing I think we're missing is just what's going to be November, what's going to be December, and what's the Kirby game? I think December might be Xenoblade and... Uh, November could be Smash Brothers revealed at Nintendo World Championship Finals. I think I think that may not be the only announcement we get at the World Championship Finals either. Nope. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do also want to call out Nintendo because the wor- the term exclusive has taken enough of a beating in the last few months with Microsoft stretching that definition about as far as it could logically go. But now we have Nintendo announcing, oh, this game is coming exclusively to Switch, and then, like, not even before the video's over, we get the press release saying, oh, yeah, this is also coming to PS4 and Xbox One. I think a lot of the things they said in the video, and I didn't look at, I didn't compare completely, but uh, a lot of it was, like, exclusively first on Switch, I think, or something like that. Well, that, that's what the graphics or said, first is that, yeah, yeah, first on Switch. Exclusively first on Switch. Okay, so, so is that a day, a week, a month? Who knows? I Five mean, te- technically, I mean, SteamWorld Dig Two. They announced a date for that in in the direct, and it's the twenty first. And they and then Image informs that it's going to come to PS Four and PC a few days later. 
So it could just be, you know, this will come out on eShop Thursday for Switch and then the following Tuesday for PS4 and then Wednesday for the Xbox One because those are the traditional release days for those platforms. It's marketing, Donald. I don't I don't really understand the the need for exclusivity and the indie stuff anyway. It's it's meant to be a a way of getting pe- like of get people interested in the platform like this whole you're going to get the like this is a place to play things first and be- probably best. In yeah, the case of something like Nintendo Zero. And I'm guessing when uh, an indie company goes to Nintendo saying, like, we're going to have this exclusively on your system for a short period of time, that's probably a better guarantee that Nintendo, like, at this event, is going to give you more time when they do an event like this, or even, like, in a direct or something. They might give you, like, a minute or so to push that game. So it would get a bigger push than if you just kind of, like, threw it all out there and you weren't, like, this huge anticipated indie title. Well, that would explain how a couple of those games got in there that that I'm just kind of scratching my head thinking, you know, how are they, first of all, how are they on the Switch? Secondly, how did they get into the Ninja Showcase? It's probably a lot of decision making that goes on with that, but yeah, Dan, th- this is, yeah, this is definitely something that Damon Baker and his team are, are working to try and get stuff you know, try and get if they can't get exclusives, at least get timed exclusives on it because there was a lot of this is first or this is exclusive or this is a console exclusive in that video. Like these, some these special features for Switch. Yeah. So, did any of the other games in the in the direct stand out for you? Because I know the one that Neil will want us to talk about, which is the Elephant Zelda game, Yono. <laughs> yeah. For the record, Neil has already called the review on that game and, and uh, to hell with anybody who gets in his way. Which he can do, because he's the boss. But uh, I'm going to go through the list here. Uh, the Shovel Knight update. I'm always ready for some more Shovel Knight. I was uh, interested in uh, Battle Chef Brigade. Yeah, I... It just looks like it's like so many different games in one. Like It looked like they had Hack and Slash and Match 3 and RPG yeah, and uh, a ton of anime. Yeah, I, I played that at PAX East this year because uh, they had the demo for it on, running on a PS4 there, and that that is pretty much what it pretty much what you said, David. But that is a it it works. I don't know I don't know what it is about that game, but that I think that game was one of the best things I played at PAX East, and that includes Arms. Yeah, well, it just it kind of just scratches uh, each genre a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm also uh, looking forward to Golf Story. Yep. Looks like Mario Golf, the way I want Mario Golf to be, again. Well, that's it's funny, too. I noticed on our uh, sign-up sheet for the, the reviews that uh, I think Golf Story was leading the way with the most people signing up for that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's just the, the con- like if people really want that golf RPG and just haven't gotten it in a while. But it, it, it's sort of... Because it's instead of the... Uh, what we saw with Mario Golf on 3DS, it's more of a traditional 2D game, which, you, you know, granted, that you see that a lot on the indie scene. But Yeah, and I'm not really interested in it, but I just want to say I've already beaten this game in my own life. Mom hid my game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of those games that I was curious that got in there because it just seems so basic, you know. But maybe there's more to it, I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a game that's going to have a lot of hidden depth to it and and it is published by one of the larger 
indie publishers, Chemco. So that that may be why it got in there. And then you have something like Dragon Marked for Death, which is uh, from Inti Creates, who we know they've done great work on the Switch, and they just put out the uh, the Gunvolt Striker Pack today. And they're apparently seeing enough success on the Switch that they're going to keep they're going to ride that as long as it'll go. Especially with an original four player RPG. Interspace uh, looked a little interesting to me too with the. Um... I guess you're flying an airplane through like some, I don't know if it's space or environments or just something colorful. Yeah, I'm also looking at a Wolverblade because it just looks like a NES style fun beat em up, which I can go for every now and then. Yeah, those, <laughs> always nice, always nice to see those, and and I, I'm I might be alone on this, but I love the I think we're overdue for a breakdancing game in general. So the fact that yeah, we've got, we've got that whole trailer, I was just like, I don't understand what the player's even doing in this game. <laughs> like, it was a decently long trailer, but what's the gameplay in that game? And the, the trailer doesn't really explain any of that. So I'm just left looking at it, scratching my head. Like there's just people breakdancing. What does the player do? Yeah. It must be button yeah, combinations yeah. somehow. Yeah. Or, or, or doing it to the beat. It, it, I mean, if Rhythm Heaven is on hold while the musician recovers from cancer, I mean, this, I don't know if this is going to be the closest well, we get to it, but it does look, it does look very stylish. They, they did uh, call it a rhythm game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the end. Morphe's Law was a uh, hard, hard one to, to judge there. It seemed like it had some interesting features, but yeah, I just don't know how a game way, like that is gonna fare on Switch when there's Splatoon. Which yeah, seemed a little bit similar in concept, not exactly the same, but yeah, it's a. I, I can see where you're coming from. It's like a four. It's a four-on-four four shooter with you're doing things that are you're basically not you're not out to shoot people. Or in this case, you know, if you get shot, you have a, you get the, the advantage of being able to go into smaller places or bigger places, or than you normally would as a regular sized character. Yeah, so the concept is interesting. It's the execution we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of people were hoping for Stardew Valley and Ukulele at this, but. We, we had heard that Stardew was actually going through CERT right now. So probably once that, assuming that comes back clean, then they'll probably, the Stardew devs will probably make an announcement at that point. And that hope that should be up before the end of the year on Switch. And Ukulele said that they're going to make an announcement. They, they had said on Twitter that they're going to make an announcement of some sort as well down the road. I think oh, they're getting close yeah. as well. Everybody, like, no new information was needed uh, for those games. Uh, at this point, we just want a, a release date, right? So, Yeah, the, and those games are known quantities anyway. Although, because they're, they're still doing updates for Ukulele on other platforms that are going to be rolled into the Switch version. And I think, and Team 17, who was, uh, who was publishing that, is they, they announced another game afterwards, uh, the, the Worms game. And and the copy editors immediately had a fit because of the missing period. 
Yeah, yeah, I added that game to the site, and I'm just like, is that a typo? And I'm looking at the artwork, and it doesn't have a period at the end of the D, and I'm just like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, so that so that was an indie showcase. Um, maybe we'll get a full, maybe we'll get a, a direct for some of the bigger stuff just to fill out those last two months of the year. But I mean, we had the the stuff come out of the GameStop announcement this week, like the uh, the GameStop exclusive Pokemon pack and the and yes, the Fire Emblem Warriors Limited Edition is coming to North America pretty much intact. Is that uh, Pat Pokemon pack GameStop exclusive? I believe so because I think Amazon has this because I, I I know it's EB Games exclusive in Canada, and okay. and I think Amazon might have the seal book. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, I know it got confusing last year. There were five different boxed versions of Sun and Moon in North America, and some of them had some retail overlap. Some of them were exclusive, so it became just a huge mess. And I'm wondering how many boxed exclusives we'll get this year for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. We're up to two right now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I should, I, like, I, I sh I've already bought one Fire Emblem Limited Edition this year. I don't know if I should buy this one, but I really want that soundtrack. It's going to come with it. But you then, know how many tracks are going to be on that yet? Or uh, it's three CDs, so okay. it's going to be it's going to be a biggie. It's just it's I have the. Like, it's not one of those cheap soundtrack samplers. Yeah, no, this isn't. This is an atlas. This is we we get the full the full meal deal because it's got to cover a whole series of games as well. It's just I have the original on on a pre-order for about fifty bucks Canadian. Yeah, I'm wondering and, what's going on with the new Nintendo 3DS version of that game. Uh, they want to put. I think they want to put the best foot forward with that game, and that yeah, means showing the Switch version and. Um, if you want an idea of how it's going to go, look at Hyrule. Look at Hyrule Warriors versus Hyrule Warriors Legends, and then consider that they intentionally only put this on new 3DS. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right move, but at the same time, it's just weird to me that they've kind of not mentioned that product in a very long time. Yet it's still coming, and it's like a related product to this. So. Uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things where I understand why they're doing it, but at the same time, I feel like they should be like, and don't worry, I don't remember, it's also coming to new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, I think the, the only indication that we've gotten from Nintendo about that is that it is now on their games list. So they do have the listing for Fire Emblem Warriors on new 3DS and Switch. We should also mention that it's coming out same day in Europe and North America, which is October 20th, which is a week before Mario Odyssey. Good job, guys. Yeah, I got seven days to play it as quick as you can. Mm, seven days is about how long it takes takes me to get sick of the average Musa, so why not? About seven seconds for me, but <laughs> I don't know. This this one might hook me a bit more just because, well, it's Fire Emblem, and it's the Fire Emblem games that I started with. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Send your hate mail to at Donald Mick on Twitter. I know I will be. <laughs> although, <laughs> although I, one reason I still keep my Wii U hooked up because I do have, I do have three Fire Emblem games on it. Yeah, and you're and you're saying, good luck. You have a week to beat that game. 
with the amount of content that was in Hyrule Warriors, you're probably going to be playing that game for seven years if you want to do everything in it. And ugh, it's a mess. And that's before they announced the, the inevitable DS, DLC plans. You know we're getting we're no, we're getting skilled Roy at some point. I just don't know when. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of DLC for that game. Some paid, some free. It's it's going to be another fun year or so of warriors on Nintendo platforms. Congratulations to Muso fans. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of of niche things here, uh, Justin, uh, Pokemon Go minute. Pokemon Go. Okay, so today is the last day for the current legendary birds, and also starting today, uh, the three. What what do you call them, Donald? The legendary. Uh... Um. Um. There's some dispute as to whether they're dogs or cats. So I know. I, I don't the... think they're. They're dogs, so I'm not going to say the, the fan. The fan community quickly lashed onto gerbils. Well, I'm not going to say that either. But the three legendary four-legged animals from Gold and Silver have started to appear as of a few hours ago in Pokemon Go, and each region is going to have an exclusive one for about a month, and then they're going to switch, rotate around, and then that's going to be another month of that one, and then rotate around again, one final time, and uh. Hopefully, at the same time, which it sounds like is going to be finally happening soon, the exclusive raid battles, now renamed as EX raid battles before they've ever appeared, will be rolling out, which means Mewtwo should be available to people who weren't at that Japanese event last month. So that's Pokemon Go right now. Yeah. Oh, and there was an update, so you can spin uh, the gyms with your Pokemon Go Plus now. And some other bug fixes and whatnot. Yeah, there's always there's always bug fixes with these games. Oh yeah, All right. I think that's it for Pokemon Go. Yeah, pretty much. And so I guess before we before we sign off here, we've got a couple of. Pe- I, I played a bit of Mario versus Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, David, you did a video review for us for us on the site, and there's also a ton of gameplay footage there. Is it still holding up for you now that the review's out in the wild? Uh, yeah, I'm still. It's still fun. Like the uh, the challenges are even even when you do beat it to go back to the levels and do the challenges. I think are pretty pretty neat. Um, like a few of them are. It, it's just a different. The challenges, well, some of them anyway, are just different from the battles that you that you do in the actual game. Um, I think I clumsily tried to. Uh, describe one in the video review <laughs> where it's, I think you go back to the ancient garden, I think it's the third or fourth uh, challenge. And uh, basically the, the, the point of the challenges is that, uh, you know, you got to put one of your characters in, in, in that range where, you know, where you're, where you're just avoiding enemies. Um, but when you're looking at the challenge, there's all three of the characters are too far apart to touch each other. They're all too far apart to get to the, the actual spot so you're sitting there thinking okay what the hell am i supposed to do i only get one turn to get there um so it's it, it took it probably took me 15 20 tries to finally figure out okay i've got to shoot the because there's two smashers there so you can shoot them to move them around and then they smack you around and uh it, i'm sure if i had you know sat down and came out with a, a, a nice thought out plan i could have done it quicker 
Uh, but I'm the trial and error type, so I just you know keep blasting and getting hit and hit and restart and. But uh, it was just a, it was just uh, a unique, more unique way to get back into the game, where it's not just you know blast the guys on the screen and move on sort of thing. You know. So are any of those challenges easier to do after you've completed the game? Maybe you got some different weapons and whatnot. Yeah, well, they do become easier. Um, well, and they're even listed as like there's easy, medium, hard. Like you get in there and and it is listed off the bat. Um. So, I mean, even the, the easy ones are just still kind of easy anyway. Uh, I had done a couple. I did the Ancient Garden and actually went back and did a couple um, early on anyway. And, and they were still pretty easy, even with the, the weaker weapons I had. But it just it's just easier with the better weapons. So, um, But, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still enjoying it. I, I'm still, it's still in my uh, uh, circle of games that I, you know, keep going through. Right now, it's uh, I'm basically rotating between Splatoon 2, Iron Cast, and uh, Mario Rabbids. So I try to play that's a little a, bit each day. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a very interesting. That's a very vari- variety filled rotation there. Those three games. I got a you know little bit of each genre. So, but uh, I was surprised at Mario Rabbids. I was not expecting the level of detail uh, that w- that was in that game. Just the the amount of weapons that you get. Um, they've even made it so that uh, you can't buy all of the weapons in one playthrough. Like, you really do have to pick and choose how you're going to battle. So you could replay the game uh, with different weapons with that have different abilities. Uh, like, right now, I've kind of stuck to the honey weapons. Uh, but it would be different to go back and do it with, uh, say, the bounce weapons or... Um, the other thing is, is I, I've stuck to the, the original cast of characters, uh, you know, the Luigi Peach and, or Luigi Rabbit, Luigi, or Luigi Rabbit, Rabbit Peach and Mario. Like I've just stuck them out. I haven't really brought in Peach or Luigi. I've just kind of, you know, you get comfortable with them for a while and you're just like, yeah, just keep going. They're good. They're fine. You know, so I might uh, do another playthrough, you know, trying different characters and. Yeah, because I'm I'm finding that I I can play this game in really short bursts, so I'm kind of glad that it's somewhat portable. But I I'm I have a hard I'm you know do a couple stages and switch over to something else. Or, yeah. or, well, yeah. it's funny. I, I've actually found I I I only like playing it on the television. I don't know what about like because it looks fine on the on the portable, but it's just. Uh, I guess it's one of those games that's so nicely done that it's like I'd rather see the big screen, and then it's easier too with when you're planning out uh, your attacks. Uh, that is just easier, nicer to to get the bigger look, you know. Yeah, because I, I know Don mentioned in his re- text review that's on uh, NWR as well that it does overheat, like it warms up the switch quite severely when you're playing it in, in portable mode. Yeah, the, so it that, doesn't take long for the fan to start going. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this is something that we can answer here, because I, I personally don't know much about the, the enemy in question. Uh, from Tony Kaname, what's the difference between the Rabbids and the Brutals? And the Brutals are apparently a series of rabbits that are introduced in Mario Odyssey. I can I can probably <laughs> guess that the ra- that the Rabbids are more insane, but I don't know. And the Mario guys will forget the rabbits ever entered their world after this game. 
They'll get hit. They'll get hit with the uh, neuralizer, and that'll be all she wrote. I don't know. I I've seen all the kind of heat online for the rabbits, and uh, I never really paid attention to them when they, like, since they've came around. Um, and they don't really bother me in the game. Yeah, it's just. I so think it's, it's everything. It's just they're being restrained a little bit when they're in this environment. It's just when they're on their own is when they get really annoying. Yeah, I could see that. I guess the other thing too is uh, my kids were into the uh, Despicable Me. Um, so so they're kind of, to me, it's they're like white minions. So it's... Yeah. Whereas the rabbits came first anyway, so they're, you know, I suppose <laughs> the minions might have been a ripoff of the rabbits. Who knows? But... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. But um, I think if we're discussing the minions, we need to uh, to bail out of here. So, thank you very much for thank you very much for watching and listening here tonight, uh, David. Thank you very much for coming out. Uh, Thanks for having me. Anything you want to plug? Uh, well, I, I just posted, like you said earlier, I uh, we posted uh, the Goner manual to uh, to our Patreon. So uh, whoever. Uh, on the Patreon, would like to to download that. Uh, I also have a a video on my on my YouTube channel. Just to, it actually shows me making it this time. Uh, I know uh, some people were trying to make the arms one, and uh, we're getting stuck. So uh, I've got a beginning to end video of uh, how how to cut it and staple it and put it together. And then uh, for the general public, the arms uh, manual will be coming out tomorrow. Uh, so look for that if uh, if you're looking for uh, uh, to print your own physical manual for uh, for arms. All right. And uh, are you on on Twitter anywhere that people can follow you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's the handle uh, Filtered Gamer. Um, it's got a little picture, a link. Uh, I actually realized today that my name doesn't appear on my Twitter anywhere. Uh, so nobody have, may have made the connection that that's me. <laughs> Okay. So, so if if you've seen some uh, tweets or retweets or whatever of the filtered gamer, uh, yeah, that's that's me. Uh, okay, I'll I'll get my name on there eventually. Yeah, I I just I I because inside baseball here, I was setting up the uh, the original tweet announcement for the show tonight, and I could not for the life of me remember what your Twitter handle was. <laughs> No, that's okay. Well, it's funny too because I've had a couple people like, "Oh, that's you." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I guess like I should do a better job of advertising that." I guess. Yeah. All right, and Justin is on Twitter at King Nintendo Fan. Follow him for all yes. your latest on uh, physical games and trying to make amiibo work. Yeah, make amiibo, uh, Nintendo collectibles, and on Instagram too at King Nintendo Fanboy. If you want to see things I've added to my collection recently, yes. I'm around. And I'm on Twitter at Donald Mick. I uh, just posted a review today for the for the aforementioned Azure Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack. Uh, solid games, but um, I don't really like to say this in the review. But holy cow, that game is expensive. Which would be fit a game that's going to be getting a physical release in a couple of months. But yeah, it's um, wallet beware on that one. Uh, you can find most of what, everything we do over at NintendoWorldReport.com. If you like what we do, you can go over to Patreon.com slash NWR, as mentioned, to get things like the Goner Manual, early cuts of the audio for the show, and other exclusive content, including an exclusive podcast that David and I happen to be on 
for uh, for the as we try to work toward a game of the year. And that is our show. Thank you very much, and have a good night. Later. Have a good night.